Okay, here we go. The Panda Magazine. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. The Magazine. Kicking it back. Sports talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. Welcome to the Planet Mikey Show. This is episode 71 of the Planet Mikey Podcast, known in podcast circles as the greatest 40-some-odd minutes in the history of podcasting. (laughs) It's fluffy, not stuffy. Highbrow, yet lowball. It's as serious as a heart attack, yet more fun than a barrel of shit-throwing Mutnanskis. Here's our humor guarantee. You'll laugh till you stop or your money back. We do this podcast with masks on, not because we're infected, but because we're so goddamn good looking, we fear making our audience jealous. With Bill Smith, the wizard of button pushing, and Ben Kitchen, the brave warrior who called out Kirk Minahan for being a fucking liar, and Mikey Adams, the radio veteran of such legendary radio call letters as... W-I-N-F, W-P-O-B, W-A-C-E, W-A-Q-I, W-M-A-S, W-H-C-N, W-C-C-C, W-L-O-B, W-H-Y-N, W-B-Z, W-E-E-I, The Zone, The Frank, and now, The Pike! 100.1 FM, here's Fuggy! Wow, that was a good job by uh, Peter Puller tonight. Well, thank you very much, uh, Peter. Keep on pulling. <laughs> Uh, we have Ben and uh, and Bill here, and we're gonna we, we got nothing but time tonight. Yeah. You know why? Because yeah. people are socially isolated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like everybody's like, and, and it's not just that they're in their houses or in their rooms or in their basements or wherever they. It, you go to the grocery store, and people are looking at each other like, "Oh, he's radioactive. Don't go near him." Like staying away. Ah, like you're an alien or yeah. some kind of uh, you know unfavored minority. I saw a woman at the um, at Sudbury Farms supermarket with uh, a mask, protective eyewear, yeah, and latex gloves. But she was nude. And, well, but uh, yeah, she looked like she was uh, afraid. Yeah. She's afraid of, of you, you, Smitty. Maybe afraid You're a of scary me. guy. We're going to have a fun show tonight. What are we going to do? We're going to check in with some of our... You know, because you've got to check in on the people you love. That's true. Find out if they're okay. Yeah. And we're going to do that in just a moment. We're going to talk to some uh, of our fine sponsors who are wonderful people. We're also going to uh, check in with some of our favorite guests. But let me just tell you something. I listened to uh, my old... My alma mater, W-E-E-I. Yes. They are so struggling... As Joe Namath would say, for content. I mean, they are struggling. It's it's unbelievable. They they don't know what to talk about. Well, they they want to talk about Tom Brady and and football. Exactly. Yeah. So I heard a segment on the uh, it was the midday show. Uh, and Dale Keefe. Yes, de, uh, de, Dale and Cafe. Yep. De or Dale and Queef, as they like to call it in foreign countries. What is a Queef anyway? Uh, they were really they were they were trying to determine who the greatest tight end in the history of the Patriots was. I mean, in the history of Tom Brady. I, I, I was, was like, "Are you shitting me? What is a lame conversation?" Oh, <laughs> uh, let me see. Especially since was the it? answer is so <laughs> it's so like, obvious. It's, I know. And it's Gronk, and the rest of them were not nearly as good no as him. No one cares about Move the on. rest of them. You know, Ben Watson, with all due respect, nice guy, but he can kiss my ass if he thinks he's in this t- conversation. Wow. You got your camera out. What are you doing? I'm taking pictures. That's, I, what do you usually do with a camera? I shudder to think. You, <laughs> oh, God. You know what people usually do with a camera when they take pictures? What's that? Take the lens cap off, dummy. Yeah, right. 
Jesus. Yeah, don't get me that. going on my camera jokes. I just you know. tried looking through the lens and I You're saw nothing. Fucking idiot. I, I, honestly, I used to have my own develop. I used to develop black and white pictures. I, but so I got camera jokes coming out the ass. Oh God, please don't spare. I us. used to tell girls, you know, I'd say, "You want to go in my dark room and see what develops?" Oh, God. <laughs> don't be negative. <laughs> Come on. And then I ran out of money and I had to close it. And I called my story "The Prince and the Pauper." God. What do you think? Huh? Sorry. Thank you very much. <laughs> he is taking pictures. Uh, uh, so EEI, and, and, and I heard what at night they were giving away a, uh, a an autographed Brady shirt. Oh, that'll get you ratings. Come on, man. <sighs> so uh, we're all in the same boat together. You know, uh, there's nothing like it. I, I got to tell you, though. Smitty, what? <laughs> he's I'm, fucking weird. Are you Ansel Adams? I'm taking pictures to put them on the website. Who are you, Linda McCartney? What website? Uh, oh, okay, the, the, the Twitter. Any page. website. Oh, God. <laughs> he's going to put them on some strange website. Oh, so I got some electrical Here's problems some in my house. Of Planet Mikey on Pornhub.com. I got some electrical <laughs> problems in my house. Have you guys ever had electrical problems with your, with your, you know, your house? Yeah. I, I I tried to call. I went to home first. I clicked on stupidly. I clicked on Home Advisor. <laughs> And they hooked me up. I quickly got a call back. Did you get that woman who? Yeah. No. 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 I, but I, I said, looking for electrical work, you know, and I quickly got a phone call from a guy. Yeah. I'm not, I don't want to give his name because I don't want to ruin his career, which I could very safely do. Yeah. But this guy called me right back. He said, yeah, I'll be there all there by the weekend, this weekend, or if, if not, no later than Monday. <laughs> Today's Tuesday. Yeah. I haven't heard back from him. Uh-huh. I texted him yesterday. Are you coming over here? Not nothing. So, again, I don't want to mention the name of his business. Uh, name of the electrician. Maybe he's socially distancing himself. But his his first name rhymes with Jeter, and his last name rhymes, <laughs> rhymes with Lamberlin. <laughs> Jeter Lamberlin. Yeah. I don't want to mention his name, though, cause, yeah. just because he didn't call me back. Why would I get pissed about that? I'll tell you about this guy, though. You want me to send over I don't think he's. I don't think he's wired for courtesy. Oh, God. What kind of... I was going to give him a free plug. <sighs> What kind I'm of, serious. What kind of an electrical just problem? I figured was after it? being, you know, exposed, he maybe he needs an outlet or something. <laughs> just wait it out, folks. It'll be over soon. Yeah, yeah, but he apparently can't stay current with this stuff. Uh, you know, I met with some resistance from the guy. I think, and he never came to my ohm sweet ohm. I, I'm. Oh God, sh- it's shocking. <laughs> well, that's terrible. It's shocking. So I'm gonna just. I think it's time for a switch. <laughs> Awful. Okay, but this guy. Uh, but honestly, so I, I called another guy who lives in my town, and he's a good guy, and yeah. he says he's going to be there tomorrow, and I believe him. What does his a, name rhyme with? No. <laughs> when he does the electrical work very well, I will give him the greatest plug. We've had problems for a long time. What is the nature of your electrical problem? Well, it's a, it, there's a lot of stuff. You know, you turn on the hall light, yeah. you know, and the dehumidifier goes on. Oh, that sounds fun. You turn on, you you turn on the kitchen. The kitchen light? Yeah. Yes. And I hear a buzzing from the bedroom. No, I'm kidding. What? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. So anyway, let's let's just call we're gonna, we're gonna have a fun podcast here, okay? I got right. some very interesting shit to talk about. <laughs> with and I'm hearing a buzz. Are you that's hearing? from your bedroom. That's that's from the bedroom. There, All is, right. there is no buzz. So who should we call first? Jimmy Dietz? Are we gonna call Jimmy first? There it is, right there. All right, let's call Jimmy Dietz and see how he's doing. Cancel call. It's a nice phone you got here. Thanks. Mind if I borrow it? I have an electrician to call. Okay. Jimmy Dietz is the owner of Joe Fish and Joe Fish, the sequel. Hello. Hey, Jimmy. 
What's up, Mikey? You're on the podcast, baby. We're talking live right now, man. Oh so my to, god, that's great. You know, I love so, it. so if you're going to swear, you know, <laughs> do just it. Fucking let it rip. Yeah, rip, right? <laughs> just let it rip. No holding back. As I was explaining, nice. Jimmy Thanks. Dietz owns uh, uh, the my the original Joe Fish uh, in North Andover, and also the second Joe Fish, which is equally as great in North Reading, and he also owns Dos Lobos. It's it's the Dietz Restaurant Group. Yep, and the Loft. Don't forget about the Loft. Oh, and the Loft is of course right next door, right right across yeah. the thing on Osgood. Good Street in North Andover. And Jimmy, we're thinking about you not only because you're a fine sponsor of our fine podcast, but because you're a great guy. I've known you for years. Your restaurants are awesome. And people in the restaurant business are going through a tough time right now. Oh, we're getting killed right now, Mike. We're getting well, killed. What's going on? I'm, I'm off. I'm off about 80% in sales. And all I can do is takeout. Yeah. Uh, we do takeout, delivery, you know, curbside. We do everything we can. But, you know, I keep a couple employees working. What's but the it's, number? It's hard. It's hard. What now? Because we were here to serve you under this, these circumstances. Because you guys and I, you look, Thanks. and I know the I know the waitress. You know, from MK uh, to J oh, yeah. uh, to oh, yeah. you know, I know everybody that's affiliated with Joe. You're Fish. Part of the family. You you got to tell everybody what they can do. First of all, in general, to support all restaurants, but in particular, your great restaurants. Are uh, you going to be serving up fish for Lent? <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. Yeah. So, you know, as far as supporting all restaurants out there, yeah, get get your takeout, support them, all your local neighborhood restaurants, because when, when it comes down to you needing some support for your different charities and your different sporting events and everything, your restaurants are normally there for you. Yep. So now we need, we need a little bit back right now. So one of the things we're doing at Joe Fish and Loft and Dos Lobos, the company, is we I put a program together that gives fifty percent of the gift card sales during this period back to my staff oh, to help wow. them in their families. 50. So so far we've sold about twenty five thousand dollars with the gift cards that's during this. That's awesome, and uh, it's incredible. The support I'm getting is just you know the community has really really stepped up and supported me. So it's it's nice to see people come together like that. Well, and people should realize too that your restaurants are within a reasonable proximity of both uh, uh, both highways four ninety five and ninety. Uh, 93. 93. Yep. yep. So yep. if they're going to be doing any kind of traveling uh, up and down those highways, that your restaurants in particular are perfect for that, uh, to be able to pick up food on the way home on the, on all those uh, uh, nearby roads. And I got to just, you know, I, I've been, I swear by the food you, you've been making for years and years and years. There's no question <laughs> about that. I, I can vouch for all the quality and the quality of the people that run uh, the restaurants and that work at the restaurants. They're all awesome folks, and they deserve your support. But tell everybody how they can get in touch with with your restaurants in order to facilitate getting gift cards and contributing to all your employees. Yep. You go to joefish.net. It's very easy. joefish.net, like fishnet. Yep, perfect. And, uh, Which I'm wearing on my legs right now. <laughs> I'm, wearing, <laughs> I don't th- I'm wearing my fishnets, Jimmy. I'm, I know you, you kicked me out of your restaurant once for wearing them in there with too short a skirt, but I'm, I'm wearing them right now. Card. You, can, you can buy it online, and um, <laughs> we'll mail it right to your house. Okay, so you're going to mail yep. the gift cards out, and then you can buy them on yep. at joefish.net, or uh, yep. is there a that phone links, number? Well, that links to all the restaurants. It does. Okay, great. Yep. That's so you great. can go there, and it links to all the restaurants. It makes it easy for everybody. Um, but, yeah, great. I mean, you can go to the loft, and you can you can use the loft gifts to get both Joe Fish. So you've got curbside and delivery, right? Did we lose Jimmy? I think so. I think he's. I go- think we lost Jimmy he's Dietz. Gone off the deep end. All right. Well, well, I'll, I'll call him it's at. Separate. Oh, there he is. There he is. Uh, oh. There you go. I got you now. Yeah, we're chopping in now. What, what are we doing? Walking around the yard? <laughs> no, no, I'm standing. It's... How's your knee, by the way? Uh, we have a bad connection. Oh yeah. 
right. Well, we, we had a... out there. You know, I went to my. Uh, you there? No, you, in, in and out, in and out. And like... All right, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna text you my landline. Okay. Well, you know what? And we we to... we got we got to move along here anyway. But I think we got okay, all good. the information in, Jimmy. And I just want to wish yeah, you, you all the, the best. I want to wish you all the best in, in a very tough time, and it's going to come back strong. And I'll be leading the charge, my friend. I appreciate that, Mike. You've always been a big supporter of mine. Thank you so much, Jimmy Dietz. Everybody talking to us live. Uh, from North Andover, Massachusetts. He's a good, he's a great guy. And again, to support them, you can go to joefish.net. That's yep. right. And they'll mail the card right to your house. That's Fantastic. right. Fantastic. Yep. That's exactly right. Uh we have uh <laughs> you know, I get I get these weird vibes from uh the supernatural world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've talked about some of these, right? Yeah. Like I remember I had a weird premonition one time that Ben was going to be here right at 7. Oh. And, and guess what? He showed up exactly at seven. Isn't that amazing? It was, it was truly amazing because that's such a rarity. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I do legitimately feel bad for the restaurant businesses, and they and they because they don't deserve this. No, they've been doing a great job for so long, and what happens? This stinking freaking virus comes along. Don't you think we should charge China? <laughs> Uh, for look, they owe we owe them a trillion dollars. Part of our debt, our twenty yeah. trillion dollar a debt, we owe them a trillion, right? I say they owe us six trillion. So we we're not going to pay them. We're not going to pay them the trillion, and they can owe us the rest of the money because they completely fucked our entire nation uh, and our economy and businesses. It's not just the restaurant businesses, mm. people who cut hair. Uh, bar to every kind of business is affected by this. Yeah. It really is. You see gas prices. Yeah. Even the gas prices have go, have to come down because no one's going anywhere. Yeah. In Indiana, they're $1.29 for a gallon of gas. That's awesome. Wow. I'm going to go there and stock up on some gas and bring it back <laughs> home, bring it back here, save 70 cents a gallon. <laughs> yeah, damn it. Uh, anyway, so I get this this weird thing. The other night, I, was, I, I said, you know, for some reason I believe that people born in 1942 have had a huge impact on this <laughs> on this world. Yeah. And Ben's laughing cuz he doesn't he's never done the study like no, but I the have. People that were born in 1942 are proof that history exists. It's hu- it's a huge thing. <laughs> so I'm going through this list and I'm trying to make people of note yeah. that were born in 1942. And I'm going through and listen to this list. It's it's you know you got you're going to freak out when you hear this. Yeah. Stephen Hawking, Calvin Klein, Muhammad Ali, Jim Calhoun, Roger Staubach, Phil Esposito, Dick Allen, Dick Butkus, Judge Judy, Michael Bloomberg, Michael Eisner, Joe Biden, Joe Lieberman, Mitch McConnell, Martin Scorsese, Harrison Ford, Larry Flint, Jerry Jones, David Stern, Annette Funicello. <laughs> I banged her. Uh, <laughs> Ted, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Mm. John Wayne Gacy. Uh, Muammar oh. Gaddafi. Uh, and then, so I'm going through this list, and then there was one, on the, one guy on the list came up. Jim Wynn, the toy cannon. Jim Wynn. Who played for the Houston Astros. And I said, I'm going to put him on the list now because most people won't know who he is. And I said, okay, I'll leave him off the list. So I'm done doing the list. And the first thing I do is I go back on Twitter and I see toy cannon passes away at 70. (gasps) I almost... Jesus, you killed him. out. If you put him on the list, he'd still be with us. I freaked out. You've You've got a lot of power here. And I'm telling you, it's scaring me now. I don't like the way you're handling it. Why well, does it well, I, kill, I killed the toy cannon. Yeah, that thing with your dad. Uh, the, th- the thing with my dad's license, the the, the Uncle Bub license plate. Yeah. The, the one today with my son. This guy, I get them all the time. And it's freaking me out because I get one a week now. And I don't even call anybody anymore and say, do you know what just happened? We should have a medium on the show. Because I have so show. many. 
A medium? And let's get a medium on the show. Can we get an extra large instead? <laughs> okay, we'll get one Aren't of those. Aren't they all extra large? But then uh, he or she could uh, analyze you on the, on the podcast. I'm thinking we should do that. Yeah. So that's my toy cannon story from, from the, the beyond, uh, the you, great beyond. Can you just do Bill and I a favor? What's that? Don't if think you, about you. Don't ever think about <laughs> us. And if you do happen to get some premonition, can you just give us a heads up? But this 19- Particularly <laughs> Bill. He's this, old. This 1942 story continues, though, okay? <laughs> and, and here's where Ben gets to test his medal in the world yes. of music. Oh, ben. ben. This is a list of people that are big in the music industry, one way or the other, born in 1942. Again. I'm going to see if you know anything about them as I nat- rattle them off. You Another ready? Another list right. from 1942. Jeez. Country Joe McDonald. No. Country Joe and the Fish. Give me an oh, F. Okay. Yeah. Give me a U. Remember from yeah. Woodstock? All right. Jim Croce? Sure. What do you sing? Uh Croce was Bad Bad Leroy Brown oh, and uh, Operator. Yeah. Uh, I got the, a name. Who's the other one just like Bad Bad Leroy Brown? Don't tug on Superman. Don't mess around with Jim. You don't mess with Jim. Yeah. You don't well, spit into the Clarence Clemens. Uh he was the saxophonist for yeah. East Street Band. Yeah. 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 Graham Nash. Sure, Crosby, Still, Nash, and Young. Corey Wells from Three Dog Night. Oh, I just, I just gave it away. <laughs> Three Dog Night. Carol, mm. hey, what do you mean? I got it right. These are all Sorry. people born in 1942. You're not, you're not, you're gonna freak out. Okay. Yeah. Carol King. Sure. Peter Tork. Monkeys. Brian Jones. Rolling Stones. Very good. Dead yeah. in a swimming pool. Wow. Lou Reed. <laughs> sure. Velvet Underground. Mark Lindsay. Ooh, I don't know. Paul, Paul Revere and the Raiders. No, I wouldn't. He was the that. lead singer. I wouldn't have got that. Aretha Franklin. Have you ever heard of her? Never heard of her. Leon Russell. <laughs> Wayne Newton. I'm only halfway done with this list. Wow. This is okay, Wayne Newton. Wayne all, Newton. Barbara all, Streisand. All born in 1942. Tommy Rowe. Oh, Who's Tommy Rowe? Tommy Rowe did uh, Sweet Pea. And, uh, he had a bunch of hits oh, okay. before your time. Brian Wilson. Beach Boys, sure. Yeah. Ronnie James Dio. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Roger McGuinn from The Birds. Oh, I wouldn't have picked that name up. B.J. Thomas. Isaac Hayes. Yeah. Jerry Marsden. Paul McCartney. Mm. Jerry Marsden. Remind Jerry me. and the Pacemakers. Ah. Gary Puckett. Sure. And the Union Gap. Weirdly uh, comes up on this show often. Johnny Rivers. Wow. Jimi Hendrix. Never heard of him. All born in 1942. Any, any Not bad. Felix Cavallari. I don't know who that Young is. Rascals. Young Rascals. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Chapin. Oh, my heart. Oh. And Dave Clark and Paul Butterfield. Now, look at that list. These are all musicians with huge impact. Gigantic impact. I mean, Paul McCartney and Hendrix alone, you know, you got a Rolling Stone in there. You got Barbara Streisand. This list is unbelievable. All people born in 1942. It's let me, magic. Let me ask you this. Why did you choose the year 1942? Because it occurred yeah. to me that that a lot of people were born in 1942 that I remember, like, from the, especially the music world. I mean, Brian Wilson and Paul McCartney alone had 150 hits. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you move on to the other people. And you go, really? And look at the influence. All those people, both sports and uh, and other and musicians, all those names have had a, an impact on culture. Johnny Rivers. I'm going to call Bob Cates, our coffee cake guy. What do I got to do here? To you got to enter Bill's past. You know, his, but you know, Bill Smith is a great guy. He's got a picture of his dog Buddy on his on his home screen on his telephone. Yeah. It's a picture of Buddy, our, our buddy. wearing sunglasses. Yeah, little Buddy the dog. And uh, here it is. Okay, Bob Cates. Call, <laughs> what happened? Nothing. Just smacked me in the head. Let's call Bob Cates and find out what's going on in the swirling world of coffee cake. Because he's the great. He's the. There's no. There's no cake better. My grandma's coffee cake. Blueberry. No. My grandma's gotta check coffee in with cake. our sponsors and find out if they're doing. What's well. your favorite currently? Fa- flavor? Yeah. I have two. 
I have two favorite flavors. Now Bob's not answering. <laughs> we might get the answering machine. No, we'll leave him a message. Well, wh- why wouldn't he answer? I just talked to him a little while ago. I said, we're going to be calling you later. Well, this happens to us. We like you one minute and hate you the next. Oh. This is Bob Cates of my grandma's coffee cakes of New England. Please. I'm not leaving a message. Oh. <laughs> I'm not leaving a message. Oh. Hey, you got a plug. You got Sorry, a Bob. Out. Support just, my grandma's coffee cake. That was... Did, that was what the next five minutes was going to be. Smitty, weren't you there? I was just talking to him. Yeah. I said, Bob, I'll call you in a little while. Yep. And what happened? He, did he go out for some coffee? Maybe. For the first cakes? <laughs> Maybe he's got to check the oven. Maybe we'll try him back. Yeah, Maybe right. not. I don't know. Okay. You know, I'm just, I mean, I'm trying to, trying to find out the stuff. What I understand is from my last conversation with him is that they're, they're still shipping out cakes just like crazy people because people are home now. Yeah. And they don't want to go out. They can't go out, you know. Even grocery shopping is an adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're you're playing this dodgeball stuff with people, trying to walk down the right side of the aisle while they walk up the left side, so you can't even have to look at them. Yeah, people are thinking you look at somebody, give them a virus. You know, that's not really the case. I go to the grocery store with no fear. No fear. No fear. I walk right in there and say hi, everybody. Let me ask you two gentlemen a question. Now, you guys have both lived through more than I've lived through. You know, I just realized why Bob Cates didn't answer. Why? Because it's the call is being made from your phone. He doesn't know the number. <laughs> oh, probably. You might be right. Should I text him? Yeah. Text him. Yeah. Because um, so, you know, Bob's going to pick up the phone. Bob's thinking, who I'm sorry, hell? what were you saying? You guys have lived through a ton of life-altering events. Yeah. Whether it be the moon landing or, you know, 9-11. Obviously, I lived through 9-11 yeah. as well. But where does this rank... Among some of the things you guys both lived through, I know you remember it a little better than Mike does. Yeah. No, he remembers everything better than presidential I do. <laughs> uh, assassination of Kennedy. Oh yeah, Martin yeah. Luther King. Yeah. Where does this time rank among uh, for you among some of those crazy events that you've lived through? Oh man, look at me in the order of importance or or magnitude, well, just magnitude. How life altering they were. I I think the first big one for me was the Kennedy said no no no. The very first one for me was my dad standing in the backyard at night, looking up at the sky. I said, "What are you doing, Dad?" And he stood there, and this my dad's a veteran of World War II. One oh, of so those, this is... yeah. So he's looking up at the sky, and he says, "And I was young, I maybe eight years old." He says, "The world." will never be the same again. And when you hear your father say that for yeah. the first time, and he but says... What, what was the thing that... Yeah, and he pointed up, and he was tracking the um, the Sputnik satellite. Oh. And you could actually see it with the naked eye as it slowly went across the sky on a clear night. It would just yeah. look like a bright star just moving along. Good. I'm glad he wasn't trying to look at Uranus. And that... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to call Bob Cates again. It's... All right. Hey, so what do I do here? Good luck. Oh, no, you screwed it up. How do you do this? This phone. Come on, man. Come on, man. You know, it's unbelievable, isn't it? What did you do? I don't know. Smitty, come over here and fix it. What? What, oh, God. what in God's. Cr- oh, I'm coming. Every time you cross that barrier, I get a giant buzz in my headphones. I mean, this is this should be simpler than Watch this. This. this is it right here. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't work, it. Bill, huh? I pressed it. It didn't call. Oh. Yeah, the link is gone now, isn't it? Huh? See what I'm saying? Oh. Uh. Oh, wait a minute. Just go to recent call history. Hold the on. next three minutes will be old men struggling with technology. Oh, okay, we got it. Call. I'm, not, I'm never buying this kind of phone. What is this, an iPhone? <laughs> yes. They it's suck. the same phone you have. <laughs> <laughs> His works differently than mine. It's the same one. No, it's not. You've got the 8. No, he's... I've got the old 6S. That's 
Bob Cates. If he doesn't pick up this time, what do we do? I mean, I just texted him. We end the show. He doesn't. I don't mean just this episode. We shut the podcast down. That's, it's <laughs> period. Hello? <laughs> Hello? Old man yells at phone. All right. Oh, you know what? Here's Bob. what I'll do. I'll, I'll call. This is Bob no, Cates. No, hang, hang up on that. Hang up on that. Oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm going to call him right now. I, yeah. I mean, this is unbelievable. I know that he's, he's, a, he's a doddering old fool like I am. Yeah, you know what? Call him and put him on speakerphone. Can't I just plug no, his phone? No, I'm in? gonna. I'm gonna. Can we, can we oh, like this? You could, yeah. Yeah. Hold on. We're gonna. Hello. Bob. Yes. There's no plug-in for this. Oh yeah. Bob. Okay. Hold Bob up. Bob, to we've the been mic. calling you on your phone from our studio <laughs> number here, and you're not picking up. I don't know what's oh. going on. Well, I'm on my phone. And I'm picking up now. Well, I know, but this is. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking off my phone into the microphone, and it's not. Oh. It's not how it's supposed to work, but well, you must try it again. I mean, my phone's sitting right next to me. Okay. Sounds no, great. I... We'll just we'll just go with this. You know, we'll go with this while we got you here. Well, uh, you know, I, th- I tried to text you earlier. You didn't answer my text. And then I tried to call you from the studio phone. You're not answering the call. I'm thinking you no, don't I like just, me. I, now, take a look. I just answered your text. <laughs> but you don't like me. You don't, you don't like me anymore? I, I said okay 12 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bob. So my grandma's coffee cake, we've, we've raved about it for years and years and years, on this podcast in particular. You're still making and sending out cakes despite this weirdness going on in the world, right? Absolutely. We have a lot of employees to be responsible for, and we make sure they're carpooling now. None of them are using public transportation to get to our building. And anybody that's in the bakery or the shipping department is on one side of the building. And uh, we've cut them in half. So, no, we not literally cut them in half. We cut the staff in half. Oh, oh yeah. uh, that still sounds wrong. Uh, it's half the staff. So, they're, they're more apart from each other. I got and you. That way, we only have fewer people in the bakery and fewer people in shipping. And then we uh, only bake four days a week. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and our uh, little part of early Monday, and then our employees come into the office, again, half staff, and they go upstairs, and there's nobody on the other side of the bakery that's baking or shipping. So we yeah. kind of separate everything. We shut our retail down over three weeks ago, uh, put a note on the door, and said folks have to get a cake by appointment. And, uh, <laughs> po- and it's working. The it's cake working is that time. good, though, Bob. The cake is good enough to, to, have, to deserve to have an appointment for, but... So, but people can order on the website, and they can order by calling, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I got to tell you, I'm very encouraged by today. I got report. I'm, by the way, I'm in sequester or whatever they want to call it. I wasn't arrested. So, they, oh, quarantine. I'm sorry. Oh, I right. Came back from Florida. Are you drinking? Qu- are you drinking quarantinis? Well, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm drinking a lot of stuff I never drank before. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> uh, but I got to tell you one thing. I've been, I've been watching that Netflix. My God, that movie Hunters is incredible. Um, everybody told me to watch it. What else can you do with yourself, you know? Well, but, okay, uh, I got a whole list of things, but I can't talk about them on the podcast. That's true, too. <laughs> I, um, actually, I talk, you know, I call the office every couple of hours yeah. and talk to them and keep proposing. It's only two two. I'd say, what, three-tenths of a mile away from my, where I live, so it's easy, but I can't go, so I'm going to wait the 14 days like yeah. the governor asked for. Yeah. In the meantime, I've got the wonderful people making everything fresh, and the beauty of what we're doing is that nothing, as far as ingredients, come from another country. Hey, so oh, right. not worry about anything coming shipped over, except for the bourbon vanilla from Madagascar. Well, you don't have a you know vanilla on every street corner. you got to be able to go somewhere to get no, that we special. Get, we got, well, we got that by the palace. We ordered them after Christmas, and we've got enough Madagascar bourbon vanilla, which is almost $300 a gallon, by the way. Oh, wow. We still use it. And it, we've got enough to get us right through October. 
because we always ordered a big batch. Yeah. And everything else we use, the local sour cream, the local eggs, and everything else that we use are the, the cranberries, the blueberries, which I know you like that blueberry cake. Oh, I, the blueberry, I got to tell you, Bob. Yeah. I love the pineapple coconut cake. I, I love them all. There's there's not one of your cakes that I haven't had and that I don't love. But yeah. everybody has preferences. Blueberry and pineapple coconut. I could sit there and eat the entire freaking cake by myself, and sometimes I do. My favorite is the pineapple coconut. And i got to tell you, we had a meeting uh, with the CEO of Jenny's. Uh, we never thought it would really, you know, it was Jenny's. What were they going to do? And the, the CEO and his head chef tasted our cake in South Carolina. We were down there to meet with them. And I asked the head chef if he could French toast dip it in egg, which I'll tell anybody takes our cake, even if it's just crumbs. Yeah. Form them together, dip it in egg, and put it in a frying pan for 15 seconds and flip it over. And you'll have the best French toast you've ever had. No matter how long you've lived, it'll be the best French toast you ever had in your life. Wow. And it's incredible. And blueberry is really nice French toast. So you get a blueberry <laughs> French toast. So we're, we're recreating, my grandma's. It's just not something for breakfast yeah. or to snack on and have for dessert. Now you can make it for, you know, a little maple syrup. Well, it's it. been a, it's been your life's passion. And I got to tell you something. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm unabashed about my, the compliments I pay the, your coffee cake. It is yeah. the greatest coffee cake on the face of the earth, God damn it, and bar none. <laughs> well, we do tell people, taste the difference, and uh, we guarantee it'll be the best coffee cake. We deliver taste. It, it's so good, man. It's about where people have eaten it. We've been to the Vatican. The cake was sent there. We've had cakes sent all over the world at Camp David. And uh, a lot of famous celebrities, but Mike, you're a celebrity, and you <laughs> that's right. Hey, I wanted you to to make sure we we mention right now to everybody listening, oh, how they can get a cake as a get, you know, and send one to some lonely person who's who's oh, yeah. quarantined. Send it right to their house. It's a beautiful oh. thing. Tell people the the website first of all. We're getting a lot of that. We also have a special opportunity for just two dollars shipping. We ship it over to Afghanistan, oh. Iraq, or wherever there are soldiers. And a lot of folks, when they feel like they're isolated from this country and they're away from home, we just ship it for two dollars. Plus, a lot more than that to ship it. Yeah, we oh yeah. Two dollars, we can ship it to anybody in the military and U.S. military, and they send us pictures of them eating the cake. It's incredible. We've got them all over the office. Hey, remember that picture I sent you of George Foreman with two cakes sitting in front of him out in Vegas? I will never forget. It. <laughs> he wanted I two of them. Yeah. But, so well, the we website little, is little, is it my yeah. great? Uh, it's www. MyGrandma.com. MyGrandma.com. Oh, yes. MyGrandma.com. And I know the number because it's it's one eight hundred eight grandma. One eight hundred with the number eight G R A N T M A, which comes out to eight four seven two six three six. One eight hundred eight four seven two six three six. Yeah. And, no one uh, writes yeah. that down. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, and if this was your your actual grandmother's recipe? Yeah, it was an old fashioned grandma recipe. Actually, the original grandson was a friend of mine. And he was like the cake Nazi. We'll do that story someday. Oh, he, he couldn't sell your cake. If you could, he had a little tiny shop that could make 40 cakes a day. If you didn't show up on time, he wouldn't sell it to you. He said, that lady has your cake. And you, kind of, you were too late. And he was, um, oh, he was you missed unbelievable. It. Yeah, nobody missed a chance. I, I, so, do, do you have any idea how many cakes you make average oh week? Oh, my goodness. Well, he was 40 cakes a day. And we moved to Dedham after a year. We were able to make about three or 400 a day. Right now, we're making at least four to 6,000 cakes during the peak time, November, December. Wow. And, and this time of year, we're making maybe 2000 We could use a little business this yeah. time of year. Well, everybody, get on the phone. one 800 grandma Bob Cates <laughs> is the owner of the company, and it's the greatest coffee cake in the world, Bobby. 
And I'll tell you what, we're going to work on a special for you, Mike. We're going to try to figure out something. We can put a promo code in next week yeah. so people can listen for that. Too. Let's right do it. Now, we'll offer anybody who's calling free shipping. Just mention Mikey. Hey. Whoa. Well, you know what? After I hang up with his phone call, I'm going to call you tomorrow, and I'm going to say, okay, Bill Bill Smith, Ben Ketchin, and I. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bob, and have a great – stay stay safe and healthy. And they're kosher, too. Go figure. <laughs> How so can you we'll go wrong? We'll, yeah, we'll be there during the business hours, 9 to 5 tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday. We're closed. Thank this you. Week, like I said, all right? Thanks for joining us. And stay, stay safe and healthy. That's all I care about. Mike, you're the best. Take Thank care. You. That's Bob Cates, everybody. Uh, on my yeah. cell phone. Yeah. Because, yeah, right. <laughs> he, you know what, he, the thing is, he's probably thinking, I'm going on the podcast. He's expecting me to call him. And so when he sees uh, the, the number, can you hear that buzz? Oh, it's awful. What buzz? That buzz. I just heard that buzz. I don't know what you're oh, oh. <laughs> now what happened? Smitty is like, he's like Mr. Scientist over here. Yeah. Bill Nye, the science guy. Um, well, anyway, we, you know, it's nice to check in with people who care, we care about and who've been uh, good to this podcast as sponsors etc yeah um so what did you think of my idea about china paying us six trillion dollars that's a piece of cake that's what they should do is it a piece of my grandma's it could be my grandma's cake you know if they send those cakes over to china it should be that would soften them up, and then they'd send us the money (laughs) well the fact is honestly they owe us that money Hmm. They owe us that. They have screwed us and the rest of the world in a big way. And since we're the number one economy in the world, we got to. I, I, if I were Donald Trump right now, first thing I'd do is I'd dye my hair jet black. Just, for, just for <laughs> Second thing I would do is I'd get on the phone. I'd say, President Xi, Xi what's his name? Chi Chi? Chi. Xi? Yeah. Is he here or is she? It's a she. I'd say, listen to me. You fucked us. Oh, yeah. Okay? You owe us $6 trillion. And don't even call me until you're ready to pay. Goodbye and hang up. How's oh, that for tough? That's pretty tough. I let's, like that. Let's call Spaceman. We might as well check in with right. Spaceman. He's a he's a he's a crazy person. Okay. Um, Spaceman. Right here it is. Oh yeah, here it is. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Now that's on my phone. <laughs> well, it's all coming off your minutes. <laughs> your minutes. Uh oh. Uh, he's got to be home. I talked to him today. Howdy. Hey. Hey. Is this William Francis Lee, former Red Sox left-hander with 119 wins in the Major League Baseball ranks? Really? That many, huh? Yeah. No. <laughs> That's pretty good. Only, pretty o- only 12 against the Yankees, though. Well, I'll tell you, 11 against, uh, who was the other team? Uh, Minnesota, I'm 11-1. Oh, you beat the Twins that often, huh? Yeah, I think I'm number one all-time winning percentage. Against the I'm Twins? sure. I'd like to know... That way, when I drive through Minnesota, maybe I can get a hotel room when I'm escaping from the virus. The virus. Now, you called my phone and you left me You left me a weird message, a couple of messages about the virus. What was that you said yesterday on my phone? About the virus? Yeah, but, well, yeah, Siri or something. Uh... Oh, yeah. No, I just, there's so many funny things about the virus. The fact that, you know, they had to call, call off the uh the Hebrew uh, Passover because of a plague. Go figure. Oh. <laughs> History repeats itself. What uh, did Siri say to you on when you asked Siri about the weather? When I asked Siri, he says, you ain't going to be around. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> oh. You're not going anywhere. We're not, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> Shut up and don't care about the weather. <laughs> you know, but, but uh, the one I liked the best though was the one about the strip club. <laughs> Give me that one again for the listening audience. The which one? The sign on the strip club. 
on the what club? On the the strip <laughs> <laughs> strip club, like a strip, you know, a strip bar where people strip. Come on, man, the adult. I don't know what I'm talking. You're talking about. You said on my phone. I'll play it back for you. You said the sign on the strip bar says, "Sorry, we're clothed." Oh, we're clothed. That's strip bar. Wait, you, you forgot yeah. that in one day? <laughs> Sorry, we're clothed. We're clothed. <laughs> Bill, you told me that yesterday. You forgot it already? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yesterday. You got to realize, I'm freaking seventy-three years old, and I woke up <laughs> to like two inches of snow on the ground, and then all of a sudden the sun came out and it disappeared. I'm going. Well, it's sure not winter anymore. <laughs> One time you left me a message because you leave. We, we should do a whole show on messages from space on my oh, answering God, machine because yeah. it's it's that's the real way. And, and then at least you remember them long enough to leave the message. The <laughs> you, one of them you said. Uh, Snow uh, snowstorms are like sex. You don't know how long it's going to last or how many inches you're going to get. That's right. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Oh, when you I, when you live up here, this you get six inches every day. <laughs> now, you know, the, the funny thing, I'm listening to the radio this morning, and I'm bad, bad, bad. All of a sudden, Willie Nelson's son comes on, talks about his father, talks about his life, and he sings a song like. He says, when the news comes on and it's bad, go outside and plant a garden. So I haven't listened to the news all day. <laughs> You've been in the garden? Hey, yeah, I, I was out. I, I couldn't believe it. I saw two crocuses in the middle of a field that some squirrel dug up and shit out there in the field about three years ago. And there are my crocuses. And I'm going, how the hell did they get out in that field? <laughs> <laughs> now, is Willie Nelson any relation to Ozzy and Harriet? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> Willie. Willie Nelson in cockroaches and you know and uh, a lot of things. Uh, Mick Jagger's guitar player, you know, those are the Keith they're, they're things that this virus will not attack. Did you know that Mick Jagger, Bill? Did you know Mick Jagger's um, latest child? I think he has a kid that's uh, two and a half years old. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is is younger than his. Is older rather than his great grandson. <laughs> Isn't that weird? He's got I a great grandson. That guy got around. Uh, yeah, you know it's it's a weird world we're living in right now, and uh, I've got to I've got to go to Canada. I've got to cross the border. You know, I've got to get my wife up to Alberta. I've just there's something about living down here that's uh, driving me nuts. I don't know what it is. You mean America? Yeah, I mean, no, the United States of America, not so much the North American. Yeah, you know, the Canadian neighbors to the north, or the Mexicans to the south. Yeah, it's the news here. It seems to be yes, not really. I don't know. News. You just don't seem to be hearing the whole story. No, well, that's true. I think you got one side saying one thing, and one side saying the other. They're both working, playing against the political middle. One of them's telling the truth. And yeah, well, you know, you you, you never know with these people. And they all, everybody has an agenda now, Bill. It's crazy. It's it's much worse than it was even during the Vietnam era. Yeah, I'm reading Kurt Vonnegut, and I'm reading, uh, mm-hmm. you know, God bless you, Mister Rosewater, and and I'm reading, you know, Cat's Cradle again, and. Uh, all the doctor, you know, Slaughterhouse Five, where he was at the Dresden bombing, and then he comes home, and it's just, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough to be a, you know, a, a New Englander and a Vonnegutite, and uh, you know, people in the South never read that stuff. And I, I think there's a, 
there's a just a definite duality in this United States right now. Yeah. Well, I, you know, we were going through the list of uh, earlier. Uh, ben, we were checking Ben Kitchen's knowledge about because he's a young guy about uh, the, the people born in 1942 that influenced music. And I know you know some of these people. What name? Name a few musicians that you've uh, partied with, or smoked weed with, or, or lived near. Because you got a pretty good resume of. Uh, oh, Levon fa- Helm, Jackson Brown. You know, uh, who else? Eagles. The Eagle. Well, yeah. Uh, not Don Henley, but Glenn Fry. You know, he sang back up, Warren Zevon, all the guys that uh, came through the New England area. Uh, the guy they just did the tribute to uh, uh, used to play at Lucifer's all the time down in Kenmore Square. Kenny, Kenny Rogers. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, the first edition. And, uh, yeah, we Kenny used to Rogers. Close that bar all the time. And Buddy Rich, the drummer, you know, Sparky Lyle and I, and Rico used to go and hang out with him on the way home up in the North Shore after Red Sox games. And, you know, we closed the bar with Buddy Rich. Of all one your great, of yeah. all your celebrity friends, which one had the best pot? The best pot? Yeah. yeah. Probably me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I was given – everybody came to me and wanted to smoke with me. Everybody gave me tie stick on a tie. Right. People – everybody threw me a joint. I made it out in the bullpen – you know, after a while, you know, you'd get spiked because everybody started diving for the pot as it came <laughs> over the wall. And Mrs. Yaki goes, don't hang out with those reprobates. They're the low lives of Boston. And I'm going, <laughs> you know, and uh, they're only paying 75 cents to get here, too. But right. They were. right. Bleacher for creatures. Now, cause- yeah, Mike Mulkern, my old buddy, you know, he's been my buddy for like 40, 41, 42 years. Sure. And, uh, and, uh, you know, he's my Sancho Panza, and I'm the Don Quixote de la Mancha. <laughs> I've been jousting windmills and, you know, always trying to right the wrong and free Dulcinea from uh, the tyranny of, uh, you know, monarch, 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 what the monarch, the monarch, you know, the monarchy. Yeah, monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, monarchical, you know, thing that the suppression that they're in. You know, I've, I never toast the queen. I don't like the queen. You know, she killed Mary Queen of Scots, probably one of my direct descendants. And, uh, you know, I've always been a green. I've been Irish. I've been, you know, I'm not an orange. I'm not Oliver Cromwell. I'm not John Knox. You know, I'm not Calvinistic. I'm, uh, I'm basically a pure, you know, Rastafarian Catholic. <laughs> and an egalitarian. Okay. Now we, we got to get back to something I understand. Back to the weed. Now, <laughs> back to the well-ass Rastafarianism. You know, <laughs> That's you right. Got, I got married, you know, in Jamaica, my second wife, and I was Bongo Silly and uh, the the Hemp Bars and uh, the group Native and uh, Peter Tosh and Bob Marley. You know, we uh, we all celebrated down there. <laughs> At uh, James Bond Beach, where Ursula Endress came out of the beach. Wow! And uh, it's funny, yes. I married married Pam, and Ursula Endress looked like my first wife. <laughs> <laughs> Postcards from the the life of spaceman. Now, uh, when it comes to the 1977 Red Sox, one of your teammates told me, and I I'll t- I won't even tell you who said it to me, but he said it like this: "I tell you what, man. One time I walked down the hall in a hotel, and I smell marijuana." And I knock on the door. He goes, our entire peachy staff is in there except me. The only guy I'm not on the peachy staff who doesn't smoke marijuana is me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He, he rubbed it down. He had a liniment in his, in his locker room with marijuana leaves in it. And he had an astringent in there that after the games, he used to rub his arm down with it. 
So his arm was higher than the rest of his body. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't smoke it. I'm trying to think of the guys that's on the team, though. I mean, is like, is it? Oh yeah, Willoughby, Rick Wise, you had Lee, you had Jenkins, Fergie you Jenkins. Had, yeah, you had the whole Buffalo Head gang. You had Bernie Carbo. You know, he was a <laughs> a great importer. And then you had Peter Gammons, who who used to hang out with us and stuff. And then when uh, Carbo left, he dropped a dime on Carbo and said he got traded because he was a pot smoker. And I was going, there's the pot calling the kettle black. <laughs> Literally. Uh, Literally. And, uh, you know, Bernie Carbo, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff that I've learned afterwards, you know, people that you wonder why, you know, I'm not, I'm well liked by the Red Sox fans and everything else, but uh, I have a hard time getting in the park now. The uh, When I met you and uh, Bernie and we had some wonderful times down in uh, – uh, Spring training, you know, Winter Haven, uh, back in, in in 1987, Bernie one night. This was late at night too, you know. And Bernie sometimes had, it, it, was, it was a little difficult for him to finish a joke that he started back then. But Bill, he told me this joke. Hey, Mike. Yeah, Bernie. He goes, "Did you hear that that guy? You know, that was in uh, the Young Rascals uh, buckwheat. Did you hear that he went Muslim with an N on the end? Muslim instead of Muslim." I said, no, I didn't hear that. He goes, yeah, now his nickname is uh, Karima Wheat. (laughs) And then he goes, (laughs) you know, Bernie. Well, Bernie, the fact that he could remember a joke would be amazing and stuff. Nowadays, he's a proselytizing Baptist minister. Yeah. You know, from a small town of Theodore, Alabama. I call Alabama the dead, dead dog state. Why? Because every time you turn a corner, there's a dead dog laying around. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. That's, but, you know, but you loved Bernie Carbo. You protected him, and you were so pissed when Zimmer – You, I mean, the one thing you always would was loyal to your teammates. Yeah, that's the job of the player rep. I was the player I, from the day that Gary, Gary Peters anointed me back in 71. I was the player rep for 10 years for the Boston Red Sox, and – I stuck up for everybody, you know. When Freddie Lynn got hurt, we we decided to get the walls padded, and we tried to protect the, you know, the the kids on the field, and we tried to get them, uh, you know, great great seats on airplanes when they were overcrowded. But it was tough. You you play, and all of a sudden you're packed in a middle seat, and you're six foot four, and everything else, and <laughs> yeah. then you're all cramped up. And there's nothing worse than pulling a muscle on United Airlines and then jumping up, and uh, you know. <laughs> And I remember, I mean, we've had some terrible flights. We had some great flights. And Jack Rogers, he was really good. He was the traveling secretary. Yeah, I remember. David Sullivan and I had a little bit of problems, but we kind of patched things up at the end of our end of our careers. And uh, well, here's the here's the killer. And uh, you know, we're going to let let you get back to whatever people do in Vermont when they're quarantined. But I we I wanted to mention this because this is the most weird thing. Are you the only guy in history of major leagues? to get shit-canned by the team after leading the team in both batting average and earned run average in the same season. Oh, yeah. That is amazing statistic that I didn't it, it know is. I had. Yeah. And that would be an 81 with the Expos. Yeah. yeah. I led the team in ERA and batting average and got released. And not even a sniff signed by any other ball club. And I remember they blackballed you know, John McHale saying, you know, I'll get a job somewhere, and he said, "Don't count on it, Bill." Yeah. And I never, it, never got an opportunity to play. You were anymore. totally blackballed, and they didn't know you were going to pitch till you were sixty-seven. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, pitch professionally and stuff. You know, 
I broke my hand on about uh, two and a half weeks ago on St. Patty's Day or the day after. I can't quite remember which one it was. <laughs> yeah. It was one of those three-day binges that all us Irish guys go on, and I woke <laughs> up and I couldn't make a fist, and my right two knuckles on my left hand were oh. kind of caved in, and I'm going, man, who hit me? Who did I hit? What did <laughs> yeah. I hit? You know, and everything else, and I'm just going – but the funny thing is, the SARS came out and they got quarantined. So now I got six weeks to heal. I'm going, man, this is good timing. <laughs> <laughs> SARS. You know, the only time I ever broke a finger was when some guy punched me in the nose. Hey, you know, what can I tell you? It's a rough time. Hey, Spaceman. Oh, no, I broke my hand twice. I'm telling you, never throw, never throw punches, especially after 74. Your hands are like plate glass windows. Yeah, they really brittle, huh? They're brittle, I'm telling you. Your whole body's brittle and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm up here. The snow's melting. We had a beautiful sundown. And I'm going to go play Jumanji with my wife. You're good. You're going you're gonna to be like Bobby Doris House. When you, you called me one time when you drove by Bobby Doris House and you said you didn't see any footprints. You didn't know if that was good news or bad news. <laughs> but you probably, don't, you probably don't have any footprints coming out of your house in Vermont right now with, uh, with all that's going on. But uh, stay well, my friend, and stay safe from the viruses of all kinds. Yeah, I'm high above the Black River. I'm three-tenths uh, of a mile off the road, and, uh, you know, I have a couple of howitzers, and you'll see the flares as you come up the hill. <laughs> All right. We'll be looking for them. Take care of yourself, pal. Okay, bye-bye. Spaceman Bill Lee from Craftsbury, Vermont, uh, giving us uh, his view of a lot of different things in a very short period of time. Um, we, oh, yeah, hand back Smitty his phone, so in case he needs to make any phone calls That's by the a- end of the podcast. <laughs> Uh, did we cover everything? Everything. Did I talk about China owing us $6 trillion? Yep. Did I talk about 1942? Yeah. Yes. Did I talk about that shitty electrician that never called me back? Yep. Yes. I think I'm out. I'm all out of stuff. I don't even have a song of Castiglioke. We'll save it for next week. You know what I think we should do next week? What do you know? think we should do? We should do the uh, that song by Offspring with Joe Castiglione. You got to keep them separated. We should do that one. Okay. <laughs> for next week. Until then... Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.